Welcome to the Fab Life Podcast, where you can reach your potential. Listen with an open mind and an open heart and get ready to have a transformation. So here I am talking to my dear friend, Darren Kidd. Darren, it's so great to have you again. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's always an honor to do anything with you. Well, you know, Darren, I've been one of your biggest fans for years. You've been so instrumental in helping me, mentoring me, coaching me, training me uh, to become the best version of myself. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I love about your history is that you have over 27 years of having highly, highly achievement of success personally, but also helping thousands of people be able to reach that seven, eight figure mark which so many people struggle with. You know, many times they have big dreams about things that they really want to create, uh, but then they don't seem like they get there. And maybe they compare themselves to others and they start thinking about their challenges rather than their victories. And so tell me, what is the one thing that you have found over the years that keeps people from truly maximizing their potential? Sure, absolutely. Well, again, the um, I have nothing but respect for you. The things that you've accomplished, and you know, and, and as I, as people look on your website, they see all the you know the TV shows that you've been featured on, and the best-selling author, and all of that. But I can tell you this: there's very few people I've ever met in my life um, that have a heart like you do—just a servant heart, servant leader. And uh, to me, that speaks more than anything else. You know, sometimes our actions speak so loudly, people can't hear what we're saying. And, you know, and, and before I ever met you, I remember all of these people bragging on Dr. Fab, Dr. Fab. And I'm like, is someone paying these people to say all these things about him? And then once I met you, I started going, Dr. Fab, Dr. I was a cheerleader as well. So it's always an honor and a privilege to, um, to be around you and be in your presence. So I appreciate you more than you know. And first of all, for those that are, that are listening or watching, you know, I always feel weird when people say great things about me because I want them to get through all the accomplishments and then I finally want to go, yeah, but you have to hear this. You know, you don't understand. I was bankrupt first. You know, I had my car repossessed. I didn't make it through college. I was a college dropout. I was depressed. You know, I was applying for, you know, government assistance. And so, you know, if it wasn't for someone coming into my life, a mentor, a coach, a trainer that looked at me not as how I was, but how I could be with my God-given potential, I would not live the life that I have today. I would not uh, be in the circles that I am today. And so I'm very thankful, uh, very blessed, but I always think it's really important for people to know that. Um, and, you know, I was, I was mentored for over a decade by the late billionaire Paul J. Meyer. And, you know, I learned so much from him, but he always talked about you will never get past your self-imposed limitations. And it took me a while to get that. I'm like, what does that really mean? And really, Dr. Fab, what I found it to mean was we have this, this thermostat. And if we think we're a 75-degree person, we're always going to be a 75-degree person. And so what, what you know, if, if you ever had, you know, for example, you, you always tend to just get by, right? No matter what happens in life, you're just getting by because you're holding yourself at that that degree, where your identity, where you think you should be. And so to get to the next level, or if you start to have a little more success than you believe you're worthy of, then what happens is you start to subconsciously sabotage that success and you always come back and you hang around that degree. And so for me, what really changed that was having the right people that came into my life 
that saw more in me than I actually saw in myself. So I learned at at an early age, your association, show me your closest friends, show me your circle of people, and I will show you your future because your associations work harder on you, on me, than we actually work on ourselves. And they're like an elevator. They take us up or they bring us down. And so when I started asking that question, what are my associations doing to me or what are they doing for me? Everything started to change. And so I started associating with a different group of people, being very intentional about my associations, being very intentional about my growth, because growth is intentional. It just doesn't accidentally happen. And then I'll say one more thing about that thermostat. Another way that I found that we, and and you and I were just at an event together, your mastermind group, and um, I use the example of a rubber band, right? So a rubber band really has no value unless it's being stretched. And that's the, that's the way that I look at my life and, and my personal growth. If I'm not being stretched, if I don't get out of that comfort zone, because success is not in our comfort zone, and comfort zones are a beautiful place, but nothing grows in a comfort zone. So when I started stretching outside my comfort zone, and every time, that would be a little win for me, and it would raise my water line. It would raise my temperature gauge, right? And so stretching outside my comfort zone, being intentional about growth, doing things that I haven't done before so I could get something that I've never gotten. My life started to really change for the better. And that's why I'm so excited every time I get to share my story and things that I've learned that have impacted my life, because I want other people to experience that as well. Well, you know, you're such a testimony because uh, you, you did come from humble beginnings. Many of us have done that. And, but also you never forget where you came from in order for other people to recognize that it doesn't really matter where you are right now. What matters is is where you want to go and are you willing to do the things that will take you there? You know, a lot of times people I find they want success, but they're not willing to do what it takes to be successful. And if it was that easy to be successful, then everybody will be successful. But we know that 3%, 3% of the, uh, of any industry manages over 80% of that, uh, the wealth of that industry. It doesn't matter what it is, whether it's the entertainment industry, whether it's the steel industry, whether it's the sports industry, through only 3% manage 80% of the success of that industry. So what is it going to take for you to start thinking like that 3%? And it's going to have to, uh, take you to a place where you have to be willing to let go of the person that you were to allow the person that you need to be to be born. And unless you do that, that's going to be very difficult. And, uh, you know, I was in a training with you recently, um, Darren, and one of the things that, that you do very well is that you always talk about this roller coaster of life and how to be able to embrace that instead of you know, freak out about it. Uh, so tell me a little bit about what is it that you learn about some of the most successful people that you train and coach? Uh, what is it that you learn? And also tell me a little bit about that time frame that sometimes when we transition or we start a new business or we're starting a new project, it requires a little bit more time, but there's a purpose behind it. Absolutely. Yeah. Where do I start on this one? Uh, yeah. When I was going through that bankruptcy, and I couldn't feed my kids and they repossessed my car and I couldn't support my wife. And I went to the doctor for depression 
if anyone would have said, hey, Darren, you know what? This is awesome. You know, you're going through, this is, this is going to be really good for you. I wouldn't have taken that very well. And now looking back, I'm like, man, thank God that happened. That was one of the best things that ever happened to me because it's not the easy times that make us grow. We don't grow in easy times. And we can have two totally different perspectives. Challenges can make us better or better. We can use them as a stumbling block or a building block. And, you know, and so the key is not just to go through those challenging times, but to grow through those challenging times. And that's called the process. And so many times, like you said, we compare ourselves to other people. You know, we go, oh my gosh, look at this person and what they're doing. But there's always a story behind the story. And you have to remember, don't compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 20. And so as, we, as I was going through those challenging times, when I, when I went through there, I'm like, okay, what can, and, and we both, and it's interesting, we had a guest speaker at your mastermind event this weekend. And one of the breakthroughs that I've had in the last, you know, uh, several years was I'm like, okay, the quality of my life is really determined by the questions that I ask myself. So when I was going through that, there was a while that I go, why, are the, why do these things always happen to me? You know, why is the world conspiring to do, you know, do bad things to me? Why, why did I get taken advantage of? And when you're a victim, you have no control. Instead of asking myself, what can I learn from this? How can this make me better? You know, how can I use my story to impact more people? And things started to turn around. And for some of us, and just like you said, Dr. Fab, sometimes it doesn't hurt bad enough. And it's like the farmer that had the, the dog laying on a nail and he's under a porch and the old farmer's just rocking in his rocking chair and there's a neighbor walking by and he goes, hey, mister, you know, your dog is laying on a nail. And he goes, don't worry about it. When it hurts bad enough, then he'll move. Well, some of our friends and family, we love them, we care about them, but they won't participate in their own rescue. And so they have to get to that point where they have that day of disgust. And that's what happened with me. It was actually a a, a day where, you know, growing up, we never, I had phenomenal parents, but we just never had any money. And money was always a stress and a, there was always financial issues. And, and, and my dad would always say, someday we'll go do this and someday we'll go do that. Well, he passed away about 10 years ago. And I've learned that some people's some days are other people's every days. And someday leads to a town called nowhere. And so for me, I'm like, you know what? I just want a better life for my family. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And so what I did is I remember we had this big Coca-Cola plastic piggy bank and we were putting change in it. And we said, someday we're going to use it for Disney World. And, and my daughter walked in, my oldest daughter, we had five kids, which let me just give everybody a warning that's watching this. If you work from home, okay, that can happen. You can have a bunch of kids <laughs> and, and there are blessings. I'm not complaining, but I'm just telling you right now. But the oldest daughter, what happened was she walked in, my wife and I had this big Coca-Cola plastic piggy bank laid on the floor. We were going through getting changed to be able to go out just to be able to eat. And I remember looking up going, God, how can I get to the point I'm taking my kids? And she ran out of the room crying. And I'm like, how can I get to the point I'm taking my child's money for Disney World? And I went upstairs and I put on the wall. I, and a, a mentor of mine said, Darren, success is buried right underneath frustration. And I'm like, well, you know what? I have to be close because I can't get any more frustrated than I am right now. And I put on my wall, I will until. And that was the day. You can't change your life overnight, but you can dang sure change the direction of your life overnight. So when I learned to have the perspective, hey, look, it's an emotional roller coaster. You know, there are times where you get in, you're launching your new business, you're jacked out of your mind, you're like a chihuahua jacked up on Red Bull, you know, you're just so excited. And then you go out and the people that you love and care about and you respect say some crazy things like that's never going to work. 
I can't believe you're doing that. And, you know, remember, vision is seeing it before the masses see it. You know, so just understand when you're launching your business and you have a dream, God gave that vision to you, not to those people. That's why Helen Keller, they ask her, what's worse than being blind to having sight with no vision? Or the late Dr. Miles Monroe said, sight is a function of the eyes, vision is a function of the heart. So don't expect them to see that, side note. And then what happens is you go in that self-doubt zone. Well, man, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe, maybe this was a stupid idea like they're telling me it is. But remember, that's when you have to remember why you actually started the business to begin with, right? It wasn't the money. You have to put an emotional attachment to the money. That's what helps you stay strong enough, long enough. Then something good happens. You're back up in that roller coaster. And then next thing you know, something bad happens again. You're back down. That's called the process. But eventually, as you go through the ups and the downs, eventually your lows will be bigger than your previous highs. And so that's, that's just the way business works. It's the way that life works. Either you're in a storm, you're coming out of a storm, or you're getting ready to go in a storm. So just, just know that's the way it works. Another thing that, that I, I coach people and mentor and, and really train them on is that at first, you're going to do a lot more work than you're getting paid. You know, you're, you're going to be working and going, man, am I better off working a minimum wage job? You know, and just exchanging time for money and giving up on my dreams. But eventually, the multipliers kick in. And when you scale, you're getting paid for more than you do. But you've got to go through that process. You know, people go, Darren, what's the shortcut? There's some things you can do to speed up the process for sure. But the, the longest distance to success is a shortcut if you think you don't have to pay the price. So you have to step up to the counter and pay full retail price when it comes to success. And the great news, you want that to happen <laughs> because of, of who you become in the process. Jim Rohn used to say, look, it's not the million dollars that you make. It's who you become in the process. So I know that was a long answer for a short question but I want to make sure I put all that in perspective. <laughs> well, if you're listening right now and you're as inspired as I am, check out uh, DarrenKid.com. You will find more information about Darren. Uh, he is one of the most amazing trainers and coaches and speakers that I've seen over the last 40 years that I've been in this industry. And uh, if you go to his website, uh, there's so much information and things that I know he can help you too. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Fab Life Podcast, and here we are with uh, one of my favorite people in the world, Darren Kidd. Uh, you know, Darren, it's, every time I listen to you, I just get so excited. Uh, but, you know, you taught me uh, not that long ago about the different learning methods and, and the learning components of what does it really take to be able to learn something that can transform our lives. So what are the different ways that people learn today? All right. So, yeah, so I'll, I'll teach you what was taught to me by my mentors that really helped change everything. And then I'll teach you the magic ingredient that was taught to me by a billionaire that had 40 companies in 60 countries that did billions of dollars in revenue, paid for over a thousand kids a year to go to college, you know, gave away hundreds of millions to charity was just an amazing person. So I'll give you all of that coming up in the next few minutes. But first of all, there's four types of knowledge. One is learn knowledge, what you're doing right now, right? So it's reading the books and attending the seminars, which I highly encourage. You know, I tell people, listen, just because I don't have a college education does not mean I'm not educated. 
because I consume hours of content a day. I've invested multiple six figures in coaches and mentors and classes and just over the last several years, you know, and so you have that learned knowledge, which is very important. Number two is activity knowledge. Now, most people, psychologists have proven it is easier to act your way into a feeling than feel your way into acting. So if you wait till you feel like you're ready to do anything, it's never going to happen. And I was just listening to a podcast with another mega successful entrepreneur. And they were telling, hey, before you got into this business and this business, there were completely different categories. Like, how much did you know? And then he goes, absolutely nothing. <laughs> so he didn't wait till he felt like he was an expert or he had these certain experiences to back him up. You know, activity. Emerson said, do the thing, have the power. He didn't say wait for the power, then go do the thing. And one hour in the classroom is worth 20, I'm sorry, one hour in the field is worth 20 to 50 hours in the classroom. So what you're going to do is you're going to go out, you're going you're gonna to mess up. And I tell people, my attitude is I don't fail, I win or I learn. You know? and, and so if you talk to successful people, most of them have had more failures than other people. But what they do is they plan, do, review. They go learn, they do the learn knowledge, then they go out and they mess up quite a bit. And they go back and they learn some more. And by the way, if you go back to the learn knowledge and you don't see anything different, even if it's the same information, if you don't see anything different, it means we did nothing in between. A rocket is off track on the way to the moon. I've heard 97% of the time, but it continues to readjust. It still gets to the moon. So you go learned activity, learned activity. Third type of knowledge is modeling knowledge. Now, there's two ways to look at this. You can, first of all, if you have a business, then your organization will do what you do, not what you say. So I want to make sure when I'm leading from the front, because that's important as a leader, right? Leadership is influence. And I would rather watch a leader than listen to one any day of the week. And our group will do what we do, not what we say. So if I am the master copy for my company, for my organization, I have to make sure the master copy is worth duplicating. Because everything that we do duplicates good or, ba or bad. And if you have kids, you understand that, right? And a lot of times the bad duplicates faster than the good, but that's a side note. The other way that I look at modeling knowledge is you find someone that has what you want and you model what they do. Like, why would I spend my entire life trying to figure out what to do right when I can read a book from someone like Dr. Fab that spent his entire life figuring out exactly what to do and I can shave years off my learning curve. I can compress time frames. So that's the way I look at modeling knowledge. Then you have teaching knowledge. Everything that I learned, that I, when, I, when I'm going through these different types of knowledge, I'm like, okay, if I had to teach this, how would I take notes? Because who learns more, the student or the teacher? The teacher learns more. And then when you teach it, you learn something twice. So Dr. Fab, those are the four types of knowledge. And the magic ingredient that I learned from the billionaire, Paul Meyer, was this, the former, the, the late Paul, the late billionaire, Paul J. Meyer. Every year for a decade, he would have, you know, top speakers and trainers from all over the world fly in to train us. He believed in you make the strong stronger. And one year we had Ken Blanchard come in and Ken Blanchard, it went to Paul J. Meyer and says, Hey, I don't help me understand why is there more information available than ever before on our smartphones? You can Google anything about health, wealth, finances, relationships, or, and on and on. And there's more than you could ever read. But why are there people struggling with those same areas more than they've ever struggled? 
It's not information. And Paul Meyer said, they're missing the magic ingredient. Now, if all of you had to pay $10,000 for this one thing, it would be like buying something at the dollar store. It's that much of a bargain. And he said, they're missing the magic ingredient, which is spaced repetition. Spaced repetition. Over 50% of what we retain is after the fifth time that we hear it, see it, or read it. He told me, he goes, Darren, I would rather you read the same book once a month for the next four to six months than read four to six different books because you're going to get something, get so much more out of it. So all of you listening or watching right now, have you ever read a book more than once or listened to some type of audio program or training? And like, where was that before? Did they re-record it? Did they add some new information in my book when I was asleep last night? It's not that the information changed. It's you that changed. So I've done martial arts pretty much my whole life. I could teach you how to do some just basic self-defense stuff and, you know, just putting up your guards and how to block and you practice in front of me. And I'm like, man, you look like a natural born martial artist. Like you look like a professional already. It's just in you. And you go out that night to eat and you're walking back to your car and someone comes out from behind a building or a tree and they're going to try to knock you out and rob you and they swing at you. And instead of you doing exactly what I taught you, you scream and you throw your arms out to the side or do the opposite. Why is that? Because of muscle memory. So a friend of mine, when I was going over this with him, he was a UFC fighter. He goes, Darren, you're exactly right. It takes 10,000 reps to become muscle memory. And so you have to rep your mind like you rep your muscles in the gym. So for me, Dr. Fab, when I go through a book, when I go through a podcast, when I go through YouTube videos, I take that information and I will listen to it 5, 10, 20, 30 times or more because I internalize it. So remember we talked about learn knowledge, then you go do the activity, then you come back and you do the learn knowledge again and you get something different unless we didn't do something in between. So between those four types of knowledge, that spaced repetition, repping my mind like I rep my muscles in the gym has completely changed my world. And every person that I've taught that to that's implemented that process, right? Because knowledge is not power. <laughs> you know, it's potential power. It's not about knowing something. It's about actually doing it. So hopefully that makes sense in that short period of time, trying to cram it in and, and just get it all in here. No, I mean, you know, what's amazing is that uh, your information is so valuable, but it's very practical. Uh, you simplify it to the point that I believe anybody can absorb it, but also most importantly, that they will act on it because we know that it's through action that we transform uh, primarily. Uh, now, you're in the stage in your life in which you've been very blessed um, and uh, not only in your own personal success, your professional success, helping thousands of people, but now I've seen that you have this great desire to want to share. Where, where does that come from? Where, why is it that at this stage in your life, you're in this mission to really help people understand that the only limitation they have is their own self. Uh, and I love the way you said it about being, you know, that you will never uh, outdo the self limitations that you put on yourself, you know. Uh, but why, why is it, what's driving this passion for you right now that, uh, that keeps you so, so excited about wanting to share this information with so many? I think it goes back to just knowing where I was and how depressed and I had no hope, you know, and, and then very 
thank God someone came into my life that saw, saw more in me than I saw in myself and it completely changed my life. And so when I'm talking to someone, <clears throat> you know, it, it's, they know, like you said, they can do what I do. It's a matter of, do they want to do what I do? Like I was at the gym today and what's, What's fascinating is after the workout, after I, you know, almost needed an oxygen tank, because <laughs> I've learned to, to I, I just love, I love to be, to get comfortable being uncomfortable in every aspect of my life, which is a whole nother training on having, you know, the most balanced life you possibly can. But I found myself afterwards, I had a group of people that were around me and I was sharing information that we talked about this weekend at the mastermind. I was sharing information that impacted my life. And then I go, Hey, I, I, I don't mean to get into all that. I'm so sorry. But you're like, no, thank you so much. Like that information is amazing. And so for me, it's just a heart to, to serve, help people. And I don't want to get to the end of my life and, and face, you know, my creator. And he goes, man, I had so much more in store for you, but yet you never tapped into your full potential. And I think the limitation, there's, there's a strength coach that, that uh, I worked out with for a short period of time. And this guy just turned 60 years old and he benched over a thousand pounds like a thousand pounds. He's broken 40 plus world records. And I remember him saying, Darren, the only thing that limits us is our mind. You know, and he talked about if it wasn't for your mind, you could lift a car. And I've just learned that that's true in every aspect of our life. So I want to help people, you know, be more, do more, have more, contribute more, you know, with their God given potential and, and grow and reach toward that, the best version of themselves. And so it just excites me when I see those lights come on, that spark of hope. Um, because I think that as the older we get, you know, the dream machines are turned off. Like some people, there's so much dust on them. They don't even know if they work anymore, you know, because we've been put in this box because of our associations. So yeah, if you get too low, they'll go, Hey, come on back up here. Don't get too discouraged. But as soon as you start thinking outside the box, then they start going, Darren, don't you know who you are? Like you're bankrupt. Your car was repossessed. You couldn't make it through college. You can't keep a job. Like everybody knows that you failed over and over and over again. So they try to keep you in that box. And so for me, I want to be, I'm a dealer of hope, I guess you would say. And I just love helping people, you know, uh, ignite that dream and that fire and just find out what their vision is so they can go out and live their best life. Well, you know, it's so interesting because the reason that I was encouraged to start this podcast is to really have the real conversations that people sometimes don't have a place to have this discussion. Uh, and, and, and also to bring some of the simplicity in towards changing your own reality. Because I find a lot of times, you know, you're just not aware that there could be something more. Something inside of you may tell you that you were born for more, but then you just don't have the environment perhaps over the input or the knowledge or the uh, experience of all the knowledge that you mentioned earlier, the different ways to gain knowledge. Uh, many times uh, I think people hold themselves back because they just don't understand. And I'm so glad that you were able to bring so much value to our listeners. And uh, I thank you so much for all the impact that you've had in my life. Uh, for those of you that are listening, please go visit daringkit.com. Daringkit.com is very easy to remember. And, uh, and take advantage of many of the different opportunities that he has right there to be able to impact your life the way that he has impacted my life. So thank you so much, Darren. I can't wait to see you real soon. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Fab. Appreciate you more than you know. Thanks for joining us, and I hope you act upon what you've learned. Please share this podcast with your friends. 
To receive additional tools to help you reach your potential, like us on Facebook at Dr. Fab Mancini.